This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. And a half. Chicago wheat, it's up three quarters of a cent in December at 571 per bushel. Only 8% of Argentina's wheat crop rated good to excellent in the latest report out of that country. That was down one point on the week and well off the 42% good to excellent at this time last year. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday, October 2nd. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz-Warkinson. This year's Value Bonanza sales event at Butler Farm Equipment Limited in Fort St. John gives you more ways to save. Choose 0% financing, cash back, and more on select New Holland tractors, hay and forage products, and materials handling equipment. These offers end December 31st, so make the trip to Butler Farm Equipment Limited in Fort St. John today. You get more choices and more savings when you buy during Value Bonanza. For commercial use only, customer participation subject to credit qualification and CNH, Industrial Capital Canada Limited approval. Standard terms, conditions, and other restrictions apply. A down payment may be required. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to the program. A little later on, we'll be joined by Jason Morris of the UNBC Political Science Department to talk about how things are shaping up in the Peace River North and South ridings and if vote splitting could actually be a factor in this election. We'll also talk about what vote splitting is. Uh, case you don't know what it is uh but first to talk about being a woman in a leadership role the future of the north peace leisure pool and what she's looking to hear from parties for uh for municipalities in the upcoming bc election i'm glad to be joined now by the mayor of fort st john laurie ackerman good morning mayor ackerman thanks for joining us good morning doug good to see you Yes, it's been a while. I wanted to start with this. Uh, I happened to be listening to the public broadcaster last week, and you gave an interview where you were discussing uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry's revelation that she had been subjected to harassment and death threats since the beginning of the pandemic that she largely attributed to the fact that she's a woman in a leadership position. Uh, And then you shared your own experience, which... I would say surprised me, but also didn't surprise me. It surprised me in the fact that uh, there's kind of a a difference in degree of your public visibility between you and Dr. Henry. But I wanted to start with that. Uh, You've had experiences with this sort of harassment that Dr. Henry was talking about, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, so, I, and you know, Deb, I think that anyone, everyone who takes on a leadership role um, has to uh, face this, and that's been over the centuries, really. Um, and I, I heard a, a comment the other day that I thought was um, uh, interesting. They said the age of deference um, has disappeared. Well, I think the age of deference disappeared uh, a couple of uh, decades ago. But what has changed really is access to social media and access to uh, to people. And so, you know, when I um, when I think about uh, where people are at in their lives and and you know with mental illness and not understanding completely and um, leading busy lives and maybe not having the opportunity to completely research the topic that they're chewing you out about or or uh, bullying or threatening you over. 
um, you know, they may not understand the, the whole uh, issue. So I always uh, tend to um, seek to understand where the people are coming from and, and offer them um, the opportunity to be informed and educated on the topic. And quite often, uh, people will come around, but there are those who are just, they, they, they are angry. All right. Uh, were you prepared to face this as the mayor of Fort St. John? Did it surprise you at all uh, when it happened the first time, the second time? Uh, or was it something you kind of knew was going to be part of the deal that you would be subjected to a bit of this? And, and, and maybe in a way that uh, some of the previous mayors who were men weren't subjected to? Uh, well, okay, so I'll begin with the, you know, the first part of your, your question, was I prepared for this? Well, um, I'm the type of person who researches uh, a position before I get into it. And mm -hmm. so back in 2003, before I even became a member of council, um, I did some research and I took some courses on, um, on the, what the job was all about. And those who were running, um, it was called Campaign School for Women. Mm -hmm. And it was down in Vancouver for for a weekend. Um, there was a session on preparing for this uh, kind of uh, feedback and pushback, and so I was aware that it would happen. You're just not prepared for the degree until it actually happens. And of course, everything is different. Uh, everyone's. Uh, lives are different. I waited until my children were uh, older so that they could understand, you know, what was going on. Um, so uh, as to whether or not, uh, you know, it, it was to this degree with uh, my predecessors, um, I don't know, because the public health officer for their, you know, in their time never um, came forward about uh, being bullied, and so no one ever asked them. Mm -hmm. I um, you know, seeing, um, you know, the social media having expanded so much in the last short while, um, you know, we didn't have Facebook uh, to this uh, prevalence uh, a couple of mayors ago. And so I would, I would assume at this point that they too faced this, uh, this kind of um, activity in their lives and learned how to deal with it the same way as we have. You, you know, you have... Uh, coping skills that you hone and uh, and you just deal with it now i mean for for women who might be listening uh for, you know for for young mm -hmm. women who want to be leaders um you know this is this has sort of been a, a theme for quite some time is getting more women involved in politics more uh you know in, in leadership positions and, and people who happen to be minorities what do you say to them mm -hmm. in, in this era that uh, this goes on and seems to be happening in a more public way. And, and as you say, you're more accessible than ever, ever more. What do you say to them to say, this is still worth it, even though I face this challenge every day? You know, I, um, I have in my office um, a large container absolutely stock full with um, with thank you cards and, and drawings and, and stuff that I've received from uh, people who have appreciated the work that has been done, and um, I, I keep that handy so that I'm I can r make myself aware of of that. And so this is this is an issue, but it's the reality is is it doesn't matter where you work in the world today. There's going to be pushback on something, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
Canada has uh, the freedom of uh, expression, which is embedded in our constitution. I believe it's section two, um, and but that's not absolute. And so really those who are pushing to have uh, women more involved, and I totally agree with, with that, should also stand up and say, your expression has gone a little too far and let's test this out in the courts. And, um, and just you know, put a flag up there that you're crossing that line in the sand when you are threatening someone's life and it has now become a police file. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us today, uh, Mayor Ackerman. Uh, Ackerman pardon me. Uh, switching gears, uh, you were named at the beginning of this month, I believe, to the steering committee for the Peace River Regional District Pool Replacement Project. Uh, I believe you and uh, Councillor Bolin uh, were named to that. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what your role on that committee will be and, and, and what sort of the next step is? with this committee now what what's sort of the immediate thing you guys are going to be investigating and doing come going forward sure so the this pool committee is um it's a brand new committee mm -hmm. um it will run um through um a, con a conjunction of all the municipalities so district of taylor and the uh, city of fort st john with electoral areas b and c represented at the table and we're going to be taking a look at uh, how we can uh, create, uh, a, first of all, we need a new pool and we know that we need a new pool, but mm -hmm. what goes along with that pool? Um, we've done some um, consultation in the community. The community has come back and said that this is an opportunity to create a multiplex that has uh, uh, different recreational opportunities in it and of course the reality anyone that operates a recreational facility would understand that there's efficiencies of scale with staffing if um, you know if you've got different activities going on and different revenue streams uh, coming into to that facility over the years I see uh, so if, so essentially we're going to be looking at a new multiplex or a new pool we don't know what it's going to be we don't know yet and so we have to determine that and then uh, it'll probably go to referendum I see okay very interesting do you do you have any idea of like a time frame uh, on this because as you say uh, there's a need for the new pool everyone kind of knows it is do you feel like you have to hurry this along or is there still kind of time to go okay let's really discover the options as and as you say uh ask the people of uh the area to tell us what they want sure so because it's going to go to referendum th those are costly and so yeah. uh the best opportunity to have a referendum is during a general election and so that's two years from now in mm -hmm. uh 2022 um that would give us the time to really determine um what it is the community wants uh, or communities uh, want uh, that would determine um, uh, what a, cl a class D estimate would look like and uh, be able to present that to the public so that they could have an informed uh, do some informed decision making um, at the referendum. Okay, Doug. And uh, switching gears one more time, uh, Mayor, we're in provincial election mode. Uh, so I wanted to know uh, if you have some yeah. thoughts on uh, what you're hoping to hear from parties that are going to pr prospectively form the government, uh, maybe in terms of their approach to uh, municipalities and their policies to them or, or funding kind of uh, dole outs. So what are you hoping to hear from them that uh, maybe you haven't heard before? 
Sure. So first and foremost, I think that the, the province really needs to take a look at how they um, are going to be trimming their budget to pay for the debt uh, for the COVID situation that we're going through right now. And I and I um, I I agree that, you know, we've got to pay that debt back quickly, but do not download it onto property tax. Mm -hmm. um, the municipalities can't uh, can't take that. And over the years, whenever there's been policy shifts at uh, the provincial and the senior levels of government, because both levels of government are taking on debt, municipalities wind up as that catch basin. Mm -hmm. And I said to one ministry the other day, you know, when you cut back on your service levels and the community expects that to be picked up and so that falls on our shoulders, you have to understand that there are 10 other ministries doing the same thing and we just can't take that on. So we, um, we expect them to be cognizant of the fact that they are downloading onto municipalities and our revenue source is, is property taxation and we're trying to keep that uh, as, um, as low as possible. Uh, but they also need to understand that over the next 40 years of the export license for LNG, we're looking at an increase in activity here. And so th some of the things that we have asked for is 24-hour daycare. You know, we need to make sure that our um, people, the, the, whether they're working in the healthcare industry, which is 24-7, 365, or whether they're working in any other industry, they are able to get uh, uh, appropriate and adequate daycare for, for their children. The other thing is uh, something that we've been working on here is a foundry. And if you uh, go to Foundry BC, you know, just do a Google search for Foundry BC. Mm -hmm. um, it is a significant um, program that provides services for youth. We have a very young community, mm -hmm. and we do need one of these facilities in, um, in Fort St. John. It's health services for youth. It is mental health, physical health um, um, all of that kind of stuff. And so that's important for us as well. We just had the Community Development Institute for UNBC present on their findings, and they've, they've worked on our um, social and economic development framework. And we recognize that, you know, what happens in the land here with our resource industry directly impacts our social fabric. And so we need to uh, ensure that everyone from our vulnerable population right through to our industries and arts and culture and recreation are held uh, at, a, at a decent, appropriate and adequate level. Healthcare services, our education, all vitally important to a growing community. And so that's what we need to hear. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it there for now, Mayor. But I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us today. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. You have a fabulous weekend. You too. That's Mayor Lori Ackerman, the mayor of Fort St. John here on Moose Talks. We'll be right back to talk to Jason Scott of, uh, uh, sorry, Jason Morris of UNBC right after this. Armor Lubricants knows when you need tools and supplies, you need the right tools and supplies. That's why they have all of them. Lubricants, grease, coolants, kerosene, DEF, fuel, consumable supplies, tools, electrical supplies, shop supplies... And even lumberjack, grilling pellets, and grilling rubs and spices. Impressive. All of this and more in our fully stocked showroom at 7912 Alaska Road, 250-787-0415.
Are you looking for the right individual to fill your job openings? Become an exhibitor at the Fort St. John Job Fair October 29th at the Pomeroy Hotel and Conference Center. This is an opportunity for you to meet talented local people for your company. To become an exhibitor, visit fsjjobfair.ca or call 250-787-7100. The Fort St. John Job Fair October 29th at the Pomeroy Hotel and Conference Center. Learn more about our COVID-19 safety plan by visiting our website presented by WorkBC and Moose FM. There's nothing better than enjoying fresh produce in the fall. But what makes fresh produce even better? Fresh local produce. The Fort St. John Farmer's Market is open every Saturday until Thanksgiving at the Seniors Building on 100 Street. And they have a huge selection of fresh fruit and veggies and local meat vendors. While you're there, check out all of the crafts from our local vendors and so much more. Support our local farming community every Saturday from 9 until 3. For more, follow the Fort St. John Farmer's Market on Facebook. Complete Safety Services, with 10 years serving the Peace Area, they strive to offer the best safety service in the oil and gas industry. Complete Safety Services specializes in safety with their experienced field safety advisors and medics. Complete Safety Services can prepare companies for their core, develop written safety programs, and manage ISN and comply works. Complete Safety Services also offers traffic control, hotshot, and pilot car services on 100th Street. Look them up online at completesafety.ca. As a 100% Indigenous-owned company, they are proud to support the oil and gas industry. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We're joined now by Jason Morris with the University of Northern British Columbia Political Science Department. We're going to talk a bit about election and specifically election around here. Thank you for joining us today, Jason. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dub, and hello to your listeners and viewers. All right. Uh, so why don't we start with the election and looking at it broadly? So uh, this has been well-trodden ground so far. The premier called a snap election in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, the opposition loves to talk about it and mention that. And uh, specifically, the premier seemed to call it when polls suggested, or polls that he read anyway, that the NDP were popular enough perhaps to form and win a majority. I Polling is always sort of kind of a the politician's best friend and worst enemy. I mean, is there precedent here that might suggest otherwise, or is this just a completely new chapter in sort of election history that we happen to be doing it at a time like now, and you can't really gauge what's actually going to happen? Mm, well, i got to say elections are like Disneyland to political scientists. It's our <laughs> bread and butter. It keeps us employed. Yeah. We also want to try to, getting into the points you're making, understand political behavior in a more systematic way. Mm-hmm. We had a premier call a snap election, and we spent near two weeks trying to figure out why. We've had a fixed election date, which was even changed by the NDP government to be later, and now we're going earlier. All the same, it doesn't really blow me out of the water or make the room shake for me to think that a political party thinking it has some kind of an advantage in the polls would want to try to uh, go for an election, especially moving from a minority to a majority. You mentioned polls. Well, 
polls are just simply a snapshot taken of people's opinion at any given time, and they're mm-hmm. subject to sampling error, margin of error, confidence levels, question design. And in the last uh, maybe 10 years or so in Canadian politics, we have numerous examples of polls not being worth the the in, the paper they are printed upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full polling can be interesting. Uh, so I... I guess my my next question would be, I mean, then can you make heads or tails of what's happening in this election? Because I, I ask because we just had one in New Brunswick happen. Uh, if I remember right, the uh, it was a minority government that now has a majority mandate. But uh, the pandemic is very different in New Brunswick than it is here. So, I mean, is this what uh, the premier is sort of banking on, that maybe the same thing that happened there will happen here, even though... It seems to look very different when you compare the two kind of situations and how COVID has uh, kind of run its course in uh, in uh, New Brunswick as opposed to here. That's well spoken. Uh, perhaps New Brunswick is more of a bubble like an island in British Columbia is connected to provinces in another uh, country. Uh, all the same, uh, imagine if the election was officially due in October, we might be having other conversations. Should it be had at this time? Mm-hmm. Should it be postponed because of the uh, second wave? We may or not may not be in of uh, the coronavirus. Uh, all the same, political parties have to be ready to go at all times, and uh, we're starting to see them uh, scrambling last minute here with the end of the deadline for candidates to be uh, nominated. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk a bit about our specific writings here because uh, generally the NDP is probably not thinking about uh, Peace River North and Peace River South as places where they can make gains because they're generally uh, the safest, or well, some of the safest seats, I should say, for Liberals in the province, right? Because we do have a Conservative candidate, uh, Trevor Bolin, in our writing who, in theory, uh, could make waves in this election, Correct. Okay, so for the purpose of entertainment value, wouldn't it be great if we could paint Peace River North, Peace River South as some places where you have to stand on the edge of the seat and bite in your fingernails down to the quick <laughs> to see what's going to happen? But everybody knows that isn't the case. Uh, Peace River North is never elected an NDP member in its current form of the riding, so we're going back generations. The same for uh, Peace River South. Um, what you're also getting at is, can there be challenges from the same part of the ideological spectrum? Mm-hmm. That is, can a, a political parties of the right essentially make it a two-way battle between themselves and end up both on the outside in when it comes to winning that seat? Uh, I guess my question then, I mean, given, you know, maybe even historical precedent, is it more likely that happens or that votes perhaps shift from one to the other rather than it just becoming split uh, and, and you know, people who would vote normally for, uh, you know, a, a left-wing party, for example, would still vote kind of in the same amount? I, I can't make a prediction about that. We do have some evidence of vote splitting in BC history. Mm-hmm. We had the creation of the Social Credit Party way back in 1952 to deal with liberals and conservatives kind of taking turns in and out of power and allowing this upstart NDP, though it was called a different name then, 
uh, get a fair amount of support. We had the 1990s in BC political history in which the BC Liberals felt that they were partly denied government from the NDP because of the BC Reform Party, which as well in, in this the neighborhood here was a significant force of people like um, Richard Newfeld, I believe, and Jack Wise, mm. Herbert, thinking back. So vote splitting is possible. The BC Liberal in this area have been so strong, really getting way more than any other margin of difference between their nearest competitor than any other place in, in BC, that kind of vote splitting seems to be unlikely. All right, and I, I just wanted to touch on vote splitting a little more, because again, we're hearing it a lot now. I don't know that it would have come up in previous elections as much. I wasn't here, so I can't speak to that for sure. But uh, for people who've heard this term and aren't entirely sure what that means, what it means for an election, can you kind of take it through, take us through it a bit? To, what is the concept of vote splitting and what does it mean? Sure. Thanks for backing up there. Uh, vote splitting is the idea or the notion, even a political strategy or to the ones that to don't like how it turned out, quite a, a horrific occurrence. And that is when there are two political parties or two candidates that come from very similar perspectives on the ideological spectrum of beliefs and values. What happens is people say, well, I could vote for this party that's similar or that party. A bunch of votes go to those two parties, and then both of those candidates lose. And that is because with our electoral system of single-member plurality, a.k.a first past the post, you don't have to get a majority plus one of the votes cast. You just need to get that more than the competitors do. Mm-hmm. And so it's some sneak in there with a low 30% of the popular support. Meanwhile, more than half of the votes went to these two parties that split the votes. That was longer than I wanted to explain it for you, Doug, but, but there you go. Well, I appreciate it. Again, I mean, it's You've hearing it a lot uh, right now, so I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Well, uh, Jason, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk the election with us, and uh, I hope uh, you'll come back on and we'll talk about uh, elections and uh, BC politics more in the future. That sounds great. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. That's uh, Jason Morris with the University of Northern British Columbia. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks. From industrial insulation and custom sheet metal to thermal solutions and self-frame building. At Velocity Industries, we work closely with our friends in the oil and gas industry. So come see us at Velocity Industries, Inc., serving Fort St. John and area, a proud supporter of our oil and gas industries. Hypnosis is a natural, relaxing, and powerful tool. And you can learn all about how it can help you this Friday when Moose FM is live on location at On Track Hypnotherapy. Hypnosis can help you improve sleep, stop smoking, lose weight, and control anxieties. Stop by and see us before 6 p.m. on Friday, and you'll get 25% off a four-session package when you book a consultation. Begin the journey to your best life with On Track Hypnotherapy, 100 Avenue, Fort St. John, and at ontrackhypnotherapy.ca or call 250-263-8557. The vehicle has worked really hard for you. From helping you take the kids to school to you showing it off to your friends. 
It definitely deserves a break with Moose FM's dirtiest vehicle, fueled by Murray GM. Enter now at moosefm.ca and you could win a free detailing package from Murray GM in Fort St. John. We will pick a new winner at the end of each month. Moose FM's dirtiest vehicle is fueled by Murray GM. Think you deserve a free sub from Quiznos? Then download the Quiznos Toasty Points app. Scan the barcode on the receipt and get a free small sub with any purchase. The Quiznos Toasty Points app. Download it today. It doesn't get better tasting than Quiznos. Beside Walmart. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests, Lori Ackerman and Jason Morris. If you missed this episode or you just like to watch it again, you will be able to shortly right on the Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca Facebook pages. Alternatively, you can also download the podcast of this episode at EnergeticCity.ca slash Moose Talks. Well, that's it for another episode of Moose Talks. Adam Rayburn is the studio producer. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Legend says many years ago, pirates would sail the Peace River, plundering Fort St. John for endless riches. Led by Captain Moose, they buried treasure all around the Peace region. Over the years, and a couple of late nights with the rum bottle, some of the treasure was misplaced. <clears throat> However, some of the loot remains hidden to this day, waiting for the next great treasure hunters to decipher a madman's ramblings. Dust off your maps and pull out your compass. The Micro Consulting Sales and Service Treasure Hunt is back. Tune in to 100.1 Moose FM on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning when we'll give you clues to find some sweet prizes, including a $1,000 camping package from Backcountry or a new pressure washer from Trimtech Capit. Or you could find a dummy prize, like a sock, a dirty sock. P.U. Ha! That'll teach ye for stealing me booty. The Micro Consulting Sales and Service Treasure Hunt is brought to you by Backcountry, Trim Tech Caput, Bronze Flooring, Friendly Pets, Carter's Jewelers, and SS Automotive. 100.1 Moose FM. Thinking about you lately, reminiscing, going crazy. Miss the way your kiss would keep me up. Hey, wish that you were here tonight, drinking vodka soda, extra limes, and we could just get back to being us. Cause I just wanna be cool again, cool again, cool again, like we were last summer. Want you again, you again, you again. Still in my covers, I'll tangled in each other night still playing back in my head. I just wanna be cool again, cool again, cool again. Yeah. Do you ever think about 
The days we couldn't live without each other Where the hell did we go wrong? Hey, how'd we go from that to this? How'd we let a good thing slip? Do we really have to go move? Cause I just wanna be cool again, cool again, cool again Like we were last time, I want you again, you again, you again To be still in my colors, all tangled in each other
Finding the right property for the right people is what Action Property Management does best. If you're looking to upgrade your business space or even downsize your shop space, Action Property Management might just have the commercial space you need. They also have homes and apartments to fit every lifestyle. I mean, we're not all the same. And neither are our housing and office needs. Action Property Management in Fort St. John or Dawson Creek. Find them on Facebook or visit actionproperty.ca. This is Dan Davies, and I'm running to represent you again in the B.C. Legislature. Born and raised in Fort St. John and now raising my family here, I want nothing more than to have my region strong so that my kids can stay here and raise their families. I am proud to represent the peace country and have worked hard over the last three years advocating for the oil and gas sector, agriculture, and forestry. I have also worked hard to improve our rural roads and the replacement of the Taylor Bridge. Restore confidence, rebuild B.C. The B.C. Liberals, we have a path forward to recovery. On October 24th, I'm asking for you to re-elect me, Dan Davies, as your MLA. Authorized by David Goldsmith, financial agent for the BC Liberal Party, 1 800 567 2257. Have your eyeglasses or sunglasses seen better days? Then it's time to visit Merwin Optical, your one stop shop for all your eyewear needs. Glenn and Sneehall are there to help you choose exciting new styles from Oakley, Ray Ban, Calvin Klein, and others. Their expert advice can help you choose the right frames and lenses to help you look your best and see your best. Second sets are always half price. Same day site testing for adults 19 to 64 only. And direct billing to most insurance companies. Visit Merwin Optical, serving Fort St. John since 1987. This community update is brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op. You're at home here. Have a community event coming up? Want it featured on our community events calendar? Email us at reception at moosefm.ca. Let us know about your event. Email reception at moosefm.ca. Legally, we are CKFU 100.1 FM, but we go by a few aliases. Energetic Country. Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.